At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. The Panthers have a lot of responsibility coming up. They got a lot of things they need to fix. A lot of, a lot of. I mean, we've been over the problems a lot. I think maybe their their highest rate of difficulty, but also their their biggest place to make a gigantic leap is how they handle Brian Burns. The most important personnel decision that the Panthers will make in the next 12 months is what they do with Brian Burns. And they have the rest of the season just to plan, right? Just to spitball. Because once you don't trade him at the deadline, there's really nothing you can do until the offseason. So so you have the rest of the year to evaluate, to learn, to grow, to pay attention, and, and to come up with your your entire array of options, and then decide which one you want to execute. And here's why I say it is this important. ESPN, right, because the ESPN's looking at the league just like we do, and I'm talking ESPN.com. Once you get past the trade deadline, the next big moving and shaking moment outside of, you know, a couple of free agents that might sign or a couple of releases that might happen, um, which, by the way, Michael Carter, former North Carolina running back, picked up by Arizona on waivers. Uh, Throckmorton was picked up, I believe, by the Titans after he was uh, put on waivers, released by the the Panthers. Um, ESPN recognizes after the trade deadline there's not a lot of movement. So they put out a list of the top free agents this offseason. They put out a list of the most desirable free agents that are scheduled to be free agents this upcoming offseason. And wouldn't you guess who was number one? Numero uno, top of the top, gold medalist. Saquon, no, I'm kidding. It was Brian Burns. <laughs> it was Brian Swerved Burns. me there. It was Brian Burns. The number one free agent on the entire market this offseason is a Panther. Name me something else in the NFL right now that they are number one in. Draft pick? No, they're not right now. I know. They're close. They're not number one. The most recent team to have a punt return touchdown? Like, you got to get real specific. I mean, worst record? Number one for worst record in the NFL. You, you have to – yeah, true. You have to dive into, like, a like a like uh, an ESPN stat, right? Mm-hmm. They're number one in the league on overcast days uh, in, in the month of, of November that, that, you know, have rain in the forecast – and and have a left-handed quarterback as a backup, right? Like, you know, ESPN has the really oh, yeah, specific the, stats. The crazy, yeah. To find anything else, the Panthers are number one in. But they have the number one free agent, the most desirable free agent. Guys behind him on the list. It's not like, well, he's the only free agent. Guys behind him on the list. Chris Jones, Kansas City Chiefs, Kirk Cousins, who that guy never hits the market unless he's – Worth a ton of money. Uh, Christian Wilkins, defensive end, Clemson, Miami. You know who he is. Uh, Daniil Hunter, who leads the league in sacks. Mm -hmm. T. Higgins, who I covet for the Carolina Panthers. Saquon Barkley, who I previously mentioned. And every other free agent out there. All of them. 
They are all behind him. This is very much a with great uh, the response with great power comes great responsibility. Now you're talking about language. I was gonna get there. I I, I started botching the Spider Man quote and I just <laughs> for no pun intended, Dennis's spidey senses started mm-hmm. lighting up looking at me. I was gonna get there. With great power comes great responsibility for the Panthers. Brian Burns is worth a ton. A ton. And you have this this little uh, I don't want to call it get out of jail free card, but you have this tool that can help you get a ton of value for him or help you sign him, and it's called the franchise tag. So he's a free agent, but you can franchise tag him and then tell him, listen, either you're going to sign a long-term deal or you're going to have to work with us to get the most value for you. Or we will tie you up for another two years because he can franchise tag players twice. That's what you have, that is the tool you get to use to to take advantage of the value that Brian Burns has as the most coveted player on the market scheduled to hit the market this offseason. That is not a small bit of responsibility. It can go very, very well, or it can go very, very poorly. The Brian Burns deal could be the the Herschel Walker deal of the Carolina Panthers. Remember when we traded Brian Burns and we got all those picks back and a young player? Well, look at that. Four of them turned into franchise cornerstones. Changed our entire – I didn't want to trade Brian Burns. He was a good player. But look at us now. It could also be, hey, remember when we thought about trading Brian Burns? And then we finally uh, found a way to get the money out of David Tepper's bank account and signed over to Brian Burns. And look at that. It's now Julius Peppers and Brian Burns, number one and two, in the, at the top of the, the edge rushers in Carolina history. It could also be, remember when we turned down two first-round picks for Brian Burns and he never turned into anything? Mm-hmm. It could also be, remember when we gave huge amounts of money to Brian Burns because the the everybody told us how awesome he was, and then for the rest of his season, he didn't do much? You know, the, the, there's stories like that all over sports. One of, one of my favorites is, right, because when we talk of the best athletes who played for one team and one team only, there's a lot of smoke to the rumors that Kobe Bryant was looking up which schools and what neighborhoods he wanted to live in in Chicago. Like he was demanding a trade from the Lakers. You can go listen to all the interviews. They're out there. Guess what? Didn't happen. They chose Kobe over Shaq. He ends up staying in L.A. Now he's the 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 patron saint of you could stay with one team your entire career. This is a slight – and I'm, by the way, I'm not saying Brian Burns is Kobe. The late great Kobe is – he was in another level by the time he was making any trade demands, if he was, and and Brian Burns is not there at all. But I'm saying this is one of those sliding doors moments. How the Panthers executed over the next 12 months leading up to the trade deadline a season from now will decide. It's one of the only things they have to dramatically improve. Will decide how long this rebuild takes. And whomever the GM is, whether it's Fitterer or someone else that comes in, has to make sure that Brian Burns doesn't hit free agency. <laughs> like, if, if he hits if free you do agency, that, it's an all-time blunder. Exactly. It's 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 a. I'm usually against fans that do like the whole I'm 
I'm leaving this fandom. I'm a free agent. I want to find a new team. If Brian Burns hits free agency and walks scot-free, mm-hmm. just into he walks in like if he Kirk Cousins it, if he takes two tags and just goes, that's that's grounds for I'm for sale as a fan. What can you offer me? Fan transfer portal. There was a story like that a couple years ago where a uh, he was like a 12-year-old or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, he left his team, and he wrote a letter saying, I am a free fan-free agent to the 31 other teams. Like, what can you offer me? And they actually sent him, like, you know, some swag. He got hats, and he got bumper stickers, and he got nice. autographs. Nice. Fans were genuinely courting a young fan. There you go. If Brian Burns walks scot-free, we should all start drafting letters to the 31 other teams. Hey, I'm freely available. What can you offer me? Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete DeRuda, America's wealth coach and best-selling author. Coach, one of the big questions I always hear is, do I have enough money to retire? Well, maybe, maybe not. The most important thing is you have lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll design that plan for the next 10 people to call. No cost or obligation. Put yourself in control of retirement. Call 800-691-3215. You can also text Tim to 600-700. That's T-I-M to 600-700. You'll hear from Coach Pete and the Capital Financial advisory group what are you most confident in with the panthers what are you most concerned about with the panthers and as always when we play cons and cons we do a couple different versions of it uh i've got good news and bad news which do you want first give me the bad news dennis what's your concern my concern now with frank reich taking back over play calling duties i think we're on the same page on this one my concern is that he is coaching for himself and not for the team because he is coaching to save his job. So he's going to do everything he can to make himself look good. And I think it's actually going to be the detriment of Bryce Young and the team. I, I just wrote the play calling. Um, and it's for a bunch of different reasons. One is what you said. Uh, many of the same things. The other is, or one of the others is, it's hard to get into a rhythm as a play caller. It's hard to get into a rhythm as a player and into a kind of mind meld you want your quarterback and your play caller to be mind melding right you want to be thinking the same thing finishing each other's sentences and there's just no way Bryce Young can do that with Frank Reich when he was trying to do it with Frank Reich then he was trying to do it with Thomas Brown now he's trying to do it with Frank Reich it's it's just the push and pull element of it um you know we talk about we talk about young quarterbacks when they get paired with too many offensive coordinators early in their career as being something that stunts their growth Bryce Young has now had I mean, I know Frank Reich wasn't the offensive coordinator, but kind of being the play caller is a similar role. You could argue he has like two and a half already. He's halfway through his first season. It's just, it's it's not how you want it to go. It's not how the play calling, you know, gets gets buoyed. You know what I mean? The, the other thing I find is this. Um, there's a great clip from the Jets game. Did the Jets play at night? They did, right? Sunday night, maybe? Yeah, Sunday night against the uh, Raiders. Exactly. There was a play call where... It was either a third and short or a fourth and short. And just the way that the cameras happened to catch the the story, they showed the offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, making a play call, right? Doing the whole cover your mouth while you talk into the, the, the microphone, makes the play call. And then they just happened to cut to Aaron Rodgers, who was wearing a headset, so he was obviously listening into the play call. And he just looks down and shakes his head, no, as if to say, like, don't love that call, just non-verbally. 
and then they cut to the play and they snap it and it's blown up in the backfield and then they don't get the first. And it was it was like, you know, a Shakespearean tragedy in three mm-hmm. acts. The hope of the play call, the foreshadowing of it not working, the play not working. And all I could think was when there's a trust between player and play caller, right? Because Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers do like each other. If Rodgers was the quarterback, no shot that play gets run, right? He would have heard it and gone, nope, I'm going to fix it. And he probably would have, right? Let's be real. He has he has a lot of success for whatever your thoughts about Aaron Rodgers are. He's pretty proven as a successful quarterback. Uh, and maybe they pick up the first. And then do you know what everybody says? Great, great call. Great play call, right? Yeah. Nathaniel Hackett takes a bow and tips his hat, right? So there's n- 0% chance of that type of play caller quarterback relationship developing when you're trying to develop it with a different player every week. Bryce Young supposed to be a savant, supposed to be a, a, a football guru. He can't bail out whoever his play caller is by disagreeing with a play call and getting you into a better play if he doesn't understand what you're trying to do in the first place, if he doesn't understand what the scheme was intended to do in the first place. That's the hard part I see with shuffling the, the play caller back and forth a bunch. Once, fine, you're trying to find a spark. Once and then back to the original, now you're just playing with the kid's brain or the young man or the, the man's brain. Uh, that's the concerns. Let's get to the confidence. Dennis, what are you confident in when it comes to the Carolina Panthers? Oh, I'll not wait. Much. I'll wait. Don't think. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say. See, not much. Not much. I am actually seeing that Brian Burns, who missed last game because of a concussion, he's back full participant in practice each of the last two days. So signs are pointing in the right direction that he will be returning and playing this upcoming weekend. And this is a guy who's motivated because, as we talked about just a little bit ago, he is hitting free agency or will, is eligible to become a free agent this upcoming offseason. This guy's playing for a contract. I think we might see the best version of him, hopefully, the rest of the way because he wants to prove, you know, hey, I can be a top-end pass rusher in this league, and I want to be paid as such. My confidence, this is a throwback. You ready? Yeah. The secondary. Oh, okay. Going, if you go back to our preseason cons and cons, right? Yeah. We, we did a Panthers confidence and concerns preseason. One of my confidence was the secondary's talent. When I looked at their starting four in the secondary, five if you included Jeremy Chin, but it was really the four, I liked their talent. Dante Jackson on one side, J.C. Horn on the other at the corner position, then Von Bell and Xavier Woods at safety. The, the irony was that very same segment we did, Dennis's concern was the secondary's health. Yep. And we've referenced this throughout the year. Because pretty pretty early on, your concern lived up to it, and those guys really haven't played at the same time at all. But as of right this moment, Von Bell, Xavier Woods, Dante Jackson are healthy enough to play. J.C. Horn has opened his 21-day practice window, and might he's taking it one day at a time, and they're mm-hmm. going to be cautious. But he might play this weekend against Dallas. It's If it's not the first time, it's one of two weeks where they've all been available to play, if they're available to play. Well, I, it was week one is when J.C. Horn got hurt. So the, up until the injury yeah. was the only time all four of these guys were available. Yep. I still like their talent. My guess is Dennis is still concerned with their ability to stay healthy. Yep. But 
when they're healthy, I'm confident what they can do back there. And if J.C. Horn is able to be back in 100%, which is a tough assignment, right, to just walk off the injured list and be great, but you desperately need it against Dallas. All hands on deck to stop CeeDee Lamb and Brandon Cooks in that group. So so I'm confident in the secondary. They might be all back. I might finally get to see the thing I was confident in in the preseason. Maybe. I'm still possibly. I'm I'm cautious that JC Horn actually does play because I think he's going to need more than just three practices back before I'd he's like, actually I, playing. I'm likely agreeing with you, but I'm I'm I am with what you. What else though. am I supposed to be confident in? Yeah, Frankie Louvu. I do like Frankie Louvu. Oh yeah, he had 11 tackles, six solos, but didn't get home on a sack, which I was hoping he would last week. Yeah, I'm confident there's going to be a lot of Dallas Cowboy fans in the stands mm. on Sunday. One of those home away games. Which happens, unfortunately, too often. I, I'm sure a lot of Panthers fans probably remember last year when they hosted the San Francisco 49ers. There are a that place teams. was just all red. There are a couple <laughs> like, it was teams. a road game. And I, I don't like calling them America's teams or whatever. There are a couple teams that do that just about everywhere. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys are one of them. You can have like a good, loyal fan base be playing well. Cowboys fans come out of the woodwork, man. Oh, Nin- like Niners fans. are that way. Steelers fans oh, are that way. Much so. Um, it's it just happens. Chiefs fans are starting to become that way. Well, yeah, but they also wear you know Taylor Swift Eras Tour tickets, jerseys, shirts. It's a different world we live in, Dennis. Your heart—it's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice: expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.